0: welcome to another exciting episode of the Bishow, show sponsored by invest choir and now your host barry and lisa good morning barry
1: good morning lisa how are you today it's a nice bright sunny day no rain going on so uh
0: this week is going by so fast it's winding down nicely though
1: it is a very nice week um you know i like the rain
0: I know you do. We're like, <laughs> and night I know you day. like the
1: sun. So. I'm
0: not like even in the best spirits when it's raining. I have to admit that. But when the sun is out, I'm raring to go and I want to get a lot done, and I'm definitely more productive. So,
1: well, it's a good day to be productive, I isn't it?
0: Would not be able to live in Seattle or Alaska. Where it's and see, dark. I
1: want to go there. <laughs> I'm ready.
0: Pack my bags. Let's go. I'm supposed to go visit my niece. She lives in Seattle. I haven't been in a few years. So, oh, wow. I have a lot of things to do and very little time.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe I can go with you and and see. I've actually never been to Seattle.
0: Oh, the Space Needle.
1: Tammy and I talked about moving up in that area, anywhere from Tillamook, Oregon, all the way up to Seattle, Washington.
0: Oh my God, you'll love it, because it Mm. is beautiful. It Um, is,
1: we want green.
0: Speaking of businesses though, the first Starbucks was um, originated there in Seattle. in
1: Seattle, right? Yeah, Yeah.
0: and the fish market is so much fun. Pine, was it Pike? Pike. Pike's fish market, Yeah. yeah. Best clam chowder, best seafood. Oh, oh my gosh. I like now clam you make chowder. Me want to go.
1: I like clam chowder.
0: Yeah. Hey, let's
1: let's talk about our podcast today, right? Hey, it's uh, everybody. episode 8 and uh, it's a, today's episode is about the misconceptions of buying and selling businesses. And there are a lot of them.
0: This is a fun one because everybody is scared, I think, to get into um, becoming a business owner if they haven't done so already. But people are curious, and uh, they don't know how to go about it.
1: We're going to help you guys out today. And you know, like I've always said, and I'm going to say it again, and no, it's not going to be at the end of the day.
0: Well, let's say now. I just did. the of the day, because uh, yeah. it's only like 9 o'clock here. But
1: how do you know what you don't know if you don't know what you don't know, right? That's and, another
0: one of his favorite sayings. That
1: is one of my <laughs> best favorite sayings. Well, the other one, I might as well throw it out there while we're there. Um, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Right, because you don't know where you're going.
0: But let's be intentional. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about being intentional with your choices, decisions, and we're gonna help you navigate through some of them and some of the uh, misbeliefs that people um, think about buying a business.
1: Yeah, you know, Invest Choir, we're business brokers, and and so we see this day in and day out, and a lot of questions that are asked that that we answer for, and we thought we'd put this in a podcast and we would, you know, uh, basically, put this out there for all of you guys to be informed when you go make a decision to sell a business or buy a business and and what to expect. So what's the first misconception?
0: You know, I think that um, people just want to get rid of the headache sometimes and they hire us and say, just sell it, just sell it. I have clients, somebody will buy it. And they think like a buyer is just gonna walk in off the street because they have customers walking into their business on a daily basis, but there's a lot that has to be packaged in order to present your business to get top dollar, basically it's just yeah, like selling you know, a house. It,
1: there's a lot of back-end work that needs to be done. A lot of prep work, you know? So the misconception is really that bu- selling a business is easy. It is not, it is hard. And you know, people compare it to buying a house. Well, it's completely different than buying a house. Cause when you buy a house, you buy a house, you're done. Well, buying
0: a house is an emotional purchase where you really need to have somewhere to live, but buying a business is by choice and hopefully to expand your financial uh, portfolio. So it's not like you have to have to buy a business, but you want to buy a business.
1: Well, yeah. And when you buy a business, what do you get? You get the business. You might get real estate with it. You might not. But you also get customers. You get product. You get employees right? You get all of those different things that need to be vetted, need to be looked at. Those all go into the sale price. Employees are part of it. Customers are part of it and your product is part of it. So there are a lot of moving parts that have to tie into. So selling a business is a lot more complicated than selling a house and there's a lot more back in work that has to be done. So when we ask clients for particular documents or you no, know, we give them a list, and these are all the different things we need. A lot of them look at us and go, "Do I really need you to do this?" This is a lot of stuff. Yeah, you, you want to sell your business? We need to have those answers because all that stuff needs to be vetted.
0: Yeah. And so just like when you, um, I always call it, let's showcase the product, let's showcase it. So it's like a model home. If you're talking about residential real estate, well, let's showcase your business. Similarly, let's get it ready for professional photography and virtual tour and put it all all over the web, you know, in its best state. And let's showcase it like a real beautiful business. Um, so that we could help you uh, get buyers that are interested in the buyer pool.
1: Yeah. You know, it takes time to sell a business. Number one, right um and and the thing is is there's a setup right there's things that you need to do prior to selling the business get your financials in order right get get the place cleaned up and picture ready
0: yeah i mean it takes about 60 to 90 days statistically to sell a business where it may take three to three weeks to sell a home right so it does take a lot longer so you just want to make sure that you have a, a trusted business broker like ourselves to help navigate you through the preparatory work of getting your business ready for sale. And there is a list of things that we will provide you um, upfront when we meet with you so that you can get everything together. And if you hand it over to us in a complete package, then we can definitely, you know, run with that. But if we're kind of like being um, delayed by, you know, having to gather documents or, you know, there's a lack of time in your business day to get the business showcase ready, you know, then maybe there's some things that we could do to help facilitate, you know, and kind of pitch in and help you get things done.
1: We can definitely pitch in. And, you know, you, as the business owner, you need to run your business. That's why you hire business brokers, so we handle all that stuff on the back end. But you still need to provide us all the documentation and stuff like that so we can run with it. Um, so we might come back and ask questions. Hey, what about this? What about that? Or, hey, you didn't add this into your p and Or this is missing. Those are all, That happens all the time. And, and just know that it's there.
0: Yeah. So it's not easy, it's hard, but that's where we come in. Yep, exactly. And so misses. the
1: next misconcepts mm-hmm. is...
0: Well, you, I'll let you talk about this. It's kind of a guy thing.
1: <clears throat> it's a guy thing? What? <laughs> Bigger is better? I don't know what or you're talking about. Or maybe it's a girl thing. I, I don't you know. know. My girlfriends
0: tell me this all the time. You know,
1: the thing is, is, is this. You have certain knowledge. You have certain skills, right? And so when you're buying a business, you need to make sure that you match up that business size to what your goals are, right? So, if, you know, if you don't know anything about business, are you going to go out and buy a multimillion dollar corporation with a thousand employees?
0: Obviously, Probably not. You need and to if you
1: saw, so, you're going to fail miserably.
0: Have some experience. We will
1: absolutely help you and we have services to do that, but you know, you need to back up a little bit and we're going to help guide you through that stuff. Right? So we're going to, we're going to ask you questions about what are your skills? What do you want to do? What do you think you want to be in three years? What do you want to be in five years? What do you want to be in 10 years? and help kind of that helps us kind of fine tune you know the search for a business if that's what you're you're looking for so that we can get the right business in front of you and not just the right business but the right size of business
0: and on the flip side, don't think that you cannot own a big business. I mean, there is resources out there to help you run it, which Barry just mentioned, and we, that's where we come in also providing those services. So, you know, yes. don't have to be um, afraid of owning a big business. We will help you with that as well.
1: And, and, and that, that's a great analogy, Lisa. You know, um, we are there to help, absolutely. And we do have the experience and the knowledge and the history of running large businesses. And that's why we're here today is to help you guys and educate you guys on how to do that so don't be afraid if you don't have those skills just know that there is help to help you do it
0: so why don't people buy big businesses because they don't have cash sitting around in a suitcase in the closet or
1: well the next you know? the next uh, misconception is the fact that you need a ton of money to buy a business
0: they're like where am i going to get this money from i want to buy this company and i don't know where <laughs> and the reality
1: is you don't you don't need a whole lot of money just like when you buy a house do you need a lot of money you need a down payment sure you you probably need a down payment here too but there are a lot of places to go there are investors right there there are all kinds of investors who want to invest and be have maybe a portion of your uh profits there are right.
0: some sba loans that only SBA require 10 percent down yeah. i just provided some information to a client that they only needed 10 percent down the client was like wow they were surprised. They thought it was going to be more like thirty-five percent. So, yeah. we have um, a lot of resources when it comes to financing.
1: There's a lot of different SBA loans too, right? So, so there's a whole bunch. You know, banks have have business loans and stuff like that. There's bridge, uh, uh, you know, gap loans and things like that. So, there's all kinds of different things, and that's where we can c- come in and make those connections for you. So, you know, don't worry about money. You know just worry about what your skills are and the size of business that you need
0: yes the next one the next one the next
1: one is is really a pet peeve of ours due diligence right and due diligence is just paperwork it's not you know um there's a lot that goes into selling your business, right? Yes, we need paperwork. We need your financials. We need your accounts payable and receivables. And we need to, to analyze all that stuff so that we come up with the accurate numbers. But we also need contracts, um, you know, for vendors, your lease. We also need your, your employees, how many employees you have, what type of employees they are. We might even sit down and interview those employees to get
0: A big part of it is reviewing the paperwork, and there's all different kinds of paperwork that you need to have um, in order to assess the business completely and fully to understand what you're getting into. But due diligence may also be, you know, walking into the business and looking at your neighboring properties who are the businesses around you what is your competition doing some physical you know physical work yourself um just to learn you know where is this business located is it a desirable area location that you know could help you expand the company um if that is the case then yeah that's part of the due diligence process but it's not just the paperwork but that is a big large portion of it
1: it is a big large portion of it and and that's where you know lisa and i we do spend a lot of time in there going through that but
0: but we want you to do it on your own as well like you, sh- you double should double check our work you know, you know and know. you mentioned We're, something and and i'm team. just going to
1: throw this out there because i think it's important right when you're running a business you should know who your competition is right there's been several times where we've come in and a customer they don't even know who their competition is hey i just have this business and this is what i do but i don't know anybody else out there that does this Well, because they haven't checked right and then that's where we come in and we check
0: always ask questions too that's part of us presenting the information but you want to get clarity please ask us questions um, so that you don't just rely on what we're providing you
1: right so the next misconception is that negotiations is a win-lose situation
0: people feel like that sometimes so i can understand it
1: sometimes but for us we've always tried to make it a win-win situation right and and so as media and um, sitting in the middle and trying to negotiate, you know, and bring terms together for everybody, it, we want to make everybody happy, right? You want to make the buyer happy and feel comfortable in buying the business. You want to make the seller happy, knowing that they've got the best that they can get, and their business is in good hands. And
0: there's a lot of um, strategy <coughs> and psychology behind negotiation. So it's really having somebody that can understand both parties and and really figure out like what is it that. A person is willing to give up to get what they want so if we could identify that then that's wonderful because uh we would be able to help you get your your goal in whatever you're trying to negotiate
1: right and one of the biggest things is you need to take the emotion out of it right so yes and buying real estate residential ego too <laughs> e- ego as well right it's all so, about
0: i want to win and i'm not going to give up anything because i'm going to win 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 so that becomes a big problem and so you know i try to circumvent that from well, happening
1: i don't know how many times i've gone into a business and they're like i got a two million dollar business and when we look at their financials and run their financials no you got a three hundred thousand dollar business yeah i get it you you know you built this it's great you've got all this stuff you put a lot of blood sweat and tears but you know, financially it's not there yet. In your mind it is, but you gotta let go of that.
0: And then there's people that think, you know, you know, they're afraid to ask for things that they want when it's time to negotiate. And I'm i I'm always a big component of opponent of having, you know the ask you won't know until you ask right so don't be yeah. afraid to negotiate
1: you you can ask absolutely you know we can tell you no that's not acceptable or no you can't do that sometimes the law might even dictate that you can't do that
0: right my buyers think just because there's a contract in place that you know then it's a done deal no there's negotiations no. at every step of a sale
1: not until the money's in your bank you is it a done deal change the
0: entire contract by the by the close of escrow exactly
1: so another one is, is kind of interesting, Ryan, right? It's the people who DIY sales and try to do it themselves. And there are so many gotchas and pitfalls here. For sale by owner, scary. It is scary, right? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, right? You know, first of all, you got evaluation of the company, right? So if you're going to sell it yourself, you have no expertise in evaluating that company. You just have an emotional, understanding of this is what i think it's worth Uh, number two is the negotiation side of it right and then any legal legalities there's a lot of paperwork legal paperwork that goes involved especially if there's real estate involved in it too right it's almost like two different transactions real estate's one transaction and and it's all together in one but it kind of separates
0: well you want to also um protect yourself so if you're not having a business broker involved then you may be um Leaving money on the table. Open to litigation from the buyer because maybe you didn't disclose something that they found out later. So it's really about protecting yourself, you know, even post close escrow. So that's where the business broker, that's where you're really paying for that value and that um, comfort and assurance that you handle the transaction to where nothing's going to come at you later. Yeah. Um, And also, you know, there's people think, oh, I just had a buyer walk in and they did buy my company or it was, you know, my aunt Sally or something like that. But I think there's a lot of... um, you know, second guessing after you, that's done and over because you're thinking I could, probably could have sold it for higher, which is most of the time correct.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that kind of leads into the next one, right? Every business is worth what the asking price is. That's oh, the next right. misconception. I mean, Even
0: in home sales, even that's in like home sales, not true.
1: You're gonna put the price, let's just say $2 million. It might sell for 1.2, 1.5, 1.7, right? Or it
0: might sell for 2.5 or 3.5. True, exactly. If you get multiple offers, it could be a very viable company.
1: So, so you know, just the asking price is really never
0: it's a guy yes and we call it most probable sale price so the word probable tells you everything
1: yeah again you need to take your emotions and unrealistic expectations out of it and understand that it's going to fluctuate it's going to change
0: right and that's where really deciphering the paperwork comes into making yourself feel good about the purchase price that you're offering to purchase a company for and vice versa and listing a company for.
1: Right. So, so let's, uh, the next misconception is that it takes forever to find a perfect buyer.
0: And you know- What's you, a perfect buyer? Exactly. What is that? A person that hands you a suitcase full of money?
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> what does and, a
0: perfect buyer look like?
1: Who knows? <laughs> I, I, I've never seen a perfect buyer. I Maybe am. their suits, nice, clean, impressed.
0: I mean, I'm they have perfect, the but I'm not perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I got lots of flaws, <laughs> you know, Perfect buyer. That's what people tell us. Just get me the perfect buyer.
1: You know, here's where we come in, right? (laughs) So, so finding a buyer, taking a long time, um, as Lisa said, it might take three weeks to sell a house or whatever business is. It might take, you know, 60, 90 days, whatever the case might be. Well, we have a vast network when we market your business that we put it out there and for everybody to see across the entire United States. So actually they can even see it worldwide if, if, if they wanted to. Yeah. And in that network, there, there comes a lot of upfront costs that we have to spend in, in doing stuff like that. But you know, that does drive things down and millions and, and tens of millions of people see your business for sale on a monthly basis.
0: So- It drives a lot of traffic, you mean on the web? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when we do that marketing, that type of marketing where yeah. you could you know open your business up to yeah. so many different types of people worldwide. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So so there is no perfect buyer and there is no really set time frame. It does it take a long time? Some do because there's unrealistic expectations. Some sell really fast because, you know, everything just clicked really nice and neat.
0: Depends on the industry too, right? Yeah. What's the trending industry?
1: the next misconception you just spoke about it right that the sale ends at closing mm-hmm. and it doesn't that is so
0: not true yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so many
0: questions come up after closing and that's where we're, our phone starts ringing
1: yeah like, exactly. help me
0: what happened how come they didn't tell me this where's this
1: there, and there's a handover too right so even after the sale and the money's been transferred and stuff like that the new owner is going to walk in but how are they walking in? Do we as brokers go in and introduce them to the employees? Do you as the past owner introduce them? You know, there's there's a handoff. And, and you know, that should be done, I don't want to say professionally, but there should be a handoff, right? Some
0: owners will stay in place for a time period. Yeah. And it's part of the agreement that yep. they will, like, we'll help, negotiate you know, handoff and train, yeah. you know, provide a um, specific amount of hours um, in training the new owner on right. their procedures and policies.
1: So the next misconception is saying goodbye to your legacy. Well, you're not really saying goodbye because you can still be involved. As you mentioned, some sellers, you Stay know, involved. they're the expert of that business most of the time. And so they might, and we might negotiate into the contract that they're gonna be there for a year to help acclimate the new buyers to the business right and then so there's a a gradual transition out
0: and that's where their passion about the business comes in because they do want to stay part of it to make sure that it's successful and they don't lose their clientele right they probably formulated friendships with right
1: yeah I have yep you know so um, definitely next misconception is uh, only established businesses are eligible for sale what's established
0: what does that mean? Like brick and mortar? Yeah, what, what would you consider? I, I, I Some people think know, it's like a, a storefront.
1: Well, you uh, know, um, yeah. Or it's a viable business that's, that's been in business for already. five years. Or it could like be a
0: that. business idea.
1: It could be wow. uh, business ideals are for sale. Patents are for sale. Startups and early stage ventures, they can be for sale too. You know, if you've got a startup and you've got a concept going and you're working on something, and then now somebody is interested in buying that and adding that into their own stuff. Okay, that makes it a viable business. That makes it, it doesn't have to be an established business with customers.
0: No, it could be a product that you invented. Yeah. And it, then people want to you know, sell it in it, different forms. It right? could be.
1: And, and, and maybe it's even a licensing thing, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you just want to sell the licensing to it so somebody can manufacture it and, and sell it. And you're getting some type of residual income on that. Right so so there's a lot of different types of sales it's not just established businesses correct right um so another misconception is well only my competitors are the ones that want to buy my business how do you know that you know just because the competitor down the street and you are in the same business space and selling to the same customer base there could be anybody out there who you? wants to buy your business. Actually,
0: that would be the perfect buyer.
1: <laughs> it w- well, it might be the perfect buyer.
0: <laughs> that would be your perfect but, buyer, the competitor. Is, but it is a misconception
1: yeah. that you're only selling to them.
0: And right? some people, uh, some sellers, don't want to sell to their competitor because they want to keep their branding alive as a legacy. Well, you so know, in so mergers
1: great. and acquisitions yeah. and stuff like that, there's always going to be one company that is the parent company. And then the w- the one company that is the sub company. Right. But a lot of those I've done deals where a lot of them, both of them stay in business, even though on company a owns company B company B still retains their branding, their logos, their customer base, their product. And it all just falls into one P&L at the end of the day up up at the corporate headquarters, right?
0: Yeah. But at the end of the day... <laughs> I all, said it, and now you said it's it. It's all about money. So maybe if the local competitor offered you a bundle of money that you didn't expect, you would be like, oh, sure, you could buy my business, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. So money is always the bottom line.
1: Yep. The next misconception is, is, okay, well, I'm going to be losing my employees. Well, employees are part of the business absolutely and yes those are going to go with the new, the new owner, owner. May
0: actually cut you know you know cut well, well, some, some, some,
1: some of them may do that absolutely um
0: but why are they still your employees i mean if they're selling the business it's not no longer your employees but you actually would care about their livelihood well, that's the that's just it.
1: there's yeah. the emotion again right so yeah. you gotta you gotta understand kind of that,
0: separate business from emotion exactly yeah because yeah. that does happen but it is a misconception that that will definitely happen.
1: And you might've made friends with some of these people, right? Some of them may come over to your house for barbecues or may go out, They're boating with you asset. or fishing with you. That's yeah. how
0: we evaluate the company is by the employees productivity it, it, and exactly. Yeah.
1: So, but at the end of the day, here we go again. Um, there is an emotion that you need to take out of that. Right? So they are part of the business employees, just like the product and just like the customers, right? Those all go with the business because if you sell a business and you try to take the employees and you try to take the customers, you're going to end up in court. Yeah. Because you're going to get sued because even though when you sold the business, you stole all the customers and you stole the employees and that's illegal.
0: Exactly.
1: That's like you're selling a car but when you go to give it to the new buyer, you don't you take the tires off it and you're keeping the tires. <laughs> exactly. Right? It's like hello.
0: Yeah, that's definitely um not ethical. Right. So misconception, another one, buying a business guarantees instant success. Maybe, maybe not. Well, you know what,
1: how do you define success?
0: I guess if it's a well oiled machine and you really don't have to do much to take over the business, then yeah, it's probably going to be continually successful. Well, you know,
1: as a buyer, what's successful? You've made the money that you wanted to make out of this, right? And as a buyer, What's successful? You've bought the business, and it's it's within the price range that you feel comfortable with, and it's got everything that you expected that you were getting with it.
0: Obviously, that's what you want. You want it to be instantly successful, instant money right. in your in your piggy bank, right? Exactly. <laughs> there may be some lag time in taking over the business and system, so that's what we want to keep you mindful and prepared. You know, to be realistic with.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then uh, another one is uh, emotion emotional wow. attachment doesn't matter in business It comes
0: cells. up all the time right every
1: single sale, it comes up right
0: some people are more emotional than others
1: yes they are
0: <laughs> some
1: <laughs> of them are crying and some of them are just like okay let's get this done i'm out of here give me my check and, and so so it's from one side of the spectrum all the way to the other side of the spectrum we've seen it all and there's no right or wrong way to handle it but just understand that it can be emotional you do need to subtract that out of the equation the best that you possibly can but sometimes i know that's hard
0: and if i do give credit to us um you know that's really how barry and i operate is to really have compassion for the emotional side when it does come to representing a client because we don't want to just um, be, let, you know, let's get this deal done and just all business. But we do take the time to actually sit and chat with you about your journey of owning the company or what the goals are that you have for your future. So we don't just, you know, treat you like you're just a number to us, but you're actually a human being that operated this company for a long time. Um, or somebody that's you know buying a business you know all of your goals and your family's dreams of putting all your investment money into something and purchasing it with the dream of it becoming successful I mean that is an emotion it's definitely a part of life and so it is you know and we will definitely have that relation because we're business owners and we've been involved in several companies
1: exactly you know and not only that but after the sale we stay behind. We have, you know, options for you that if you have knowledge gaps or skills gaps or things that you need, that we can help you fill those voids until the time rises that you don't need that anymore. So we're going to stay behind after the sale and help you grow your business. Yeah. That's with
0: the business part of it. But I mean, when we're trying to relate to somebody emotionally, that is definitely um, an area that we will show up for you. exactly. Exactly. You
1: know, so, and kind of just summarizing and wrapping things up, right? We just wanted to go over some of the misconceptions and make sure now that you are equipped and understand some of the things that go into buying and selling a business and the misconceptions that have gone along with that, right?
0: And we're uh, aware of them. I mean, that they come up in our own minds when we're dealing with the client. I mean, and so we have to overcome yeah. some of our misconceptions about our clients and, and fully understand. So, that's, you know, we just want you to know that we know what's going on in your minds and we want to have open dialogue with all of our clients. And so, um, yeah, and there is an emotional side to it, as we just mentioned. There is. So we want to be your trusted partner in the journey.
1: Invest choir, right? We are here to help you sell your business, buy a business or fill in any of the gaps that that you might need management, consulting, business, coaching, mentoring, so on and so forth. Um, So where can you find us? You can find us at investchoir.com. You also can find The Biz Show and talk to Lisa and myself on on, um, The Biz Show form or um, group on Facebook.
0: Yeah, please feel free to contact us either through email, texting. Um, We look forward to seeing you in person whenever we are able to meet you. Um, Please reach out to us anytime. We're here to help you.
1: All right, guys. Well, that wraps it up for this uh, episode.
0: Have a wonderful day and go make some money.
1: Yeah, and see you next
0: week. Bye. Bye. You can find Invest Choir at www.investchoir.com and the Biz Show Group on Facebook. Please feel free to reach out.